Hi everyone and welcome to this week's moment. Thank you so much for being here. It is another one with me this week, continuing my mini-series on how to help you have the happiest Christmas ever. This week, I want to talk to you about family dynamics. Yeah, just that small topic that I'm going to try and squeeze in to 10 minutes for you. I am so passionate and excited to talk to you about this because I think Christmas can be such a challenging time for so many of us because of the tricky family dynamics that might be around us. It's a time when we might spend extended periods with people that we just don't see that often. And there's also a really famous phrase that you've probably heard, which is that your family know how to push your buttons because they put them there. And I think that is such an important thing to remember as we go into these celebrations and events with extended family, is that if you find it triggering and hard, then that's probably why. You know, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, we talk a lot about some of those deepest wounds, some of the things we find most painful, we find most challenging. They tend to be set up in our really early years. They tend to be set up in part, not always, but in part by our caregivers and the people around us. So of course, when we interact with them, when we get together with them, particularly around Christmas, when expectations tend to be higher, it's not surprising that we get triggered. And the other thing that I think is really important to mention about this upfront is that so often when we get to hang out with our family, we can regress. I wonder if you've experienced this. It's actually so common that psychologists study it, that we can regress back to our teenage selves, or we can regress back into patterns that we thought were long gone. People pleasing is an example of that for me. You know, I do so much work on it in my daily life. I'm pretty good at setting boundaries. I'm aware of when I'm abandoning myself. But around family, I find it much, much harder. So I think it's really important that if you do find it challenging to have compassion for yourself and to understand why it can be so hard. The other thing that I just wanted to mention is alcohol. You know, around Christmas, of course, everybody likes to have a drink. It's a time of celebration. In this country, celebration and drinking are sort of hand and glove, aren't they? But I think it's also worth just remembering how much alcohol, and particularly if there's some people drinking excessively, how much that, that can add fuel to the fire. If there are tricky dynamics, plus lots of alcohol, it can be incredibly challenging, isn't it? So I really, really want to help you today with some tips and ideas for how you might have a more peaceful family dynamic, how you might not get so triggered so much, how you might be able to let things go easier and just focus on enjoying the time together as opposed to getting lost in the weeds of the tricky dynamics and the triggers and all the other things that we've got going on. The first thing that I really want to say to you is that Christmas is not a time to be healing deep wounds. If you listen to the podcast, you will know that I think it's super important to do that work on ourselves, you know, to figure out why we are who we are, who we want to be and what might be getting in our way. And a big part of that, of course, is going back and looking into our childhoods and the messages that we got. I think that's really important work to do, but not around the Christmas dinner table. 
I really think that Christmas parties, family time around Christmas is a time to keep it simple, to keep it light and to keep it surface level. Because the only thing that we can control is ourselves and our reaction. I'm going to talk to you a lot about this in this episode because I think it's fundamental that we cannot control how our family are. We cannot control who they are and we cannot control how they react. What we can control is ourselves. So that's the first big idea that I want you to know is that keep it simple, keep it light, keep it surface level around the Christmas dinner table. The other thing that I'm going to talk to you about for the rest of the episode, because it is so fundamental, is that we can only control and change ourselves. We can't change who our family are. We can't change how they react. We can't even change their reaction to us. The only place we have any control is ourselves and our reaction. And I think this is one of those things that is really easy to say, isn't it? But actually, in practice, it's really hard to do. So let's delve into this in a bit more detail. One of the things working with hundreds of clients on this over the years that I've seen And one of the common triggers and friction points in families is when we expect people to be different than who they are. So I had an example when I was working with a client a couple of years ago, and she just hated the way that her father-in-law spoke to her. And we were unpacking this together. And I said, well, how long has he spoken to you like this? And she said, forever. He's always been this way. So I said, why are you expecting him to be different And she went silent and there was this real penny drop moment when she realised that he is just being who he is. And she has two choices in that moment. She can accept him as she is and do what she needs to do to let his comments wash over her or she could set a boundary which might be limiting the time with him. But I think getting clear on expecting people in our family to be other than who they are is so often where our friction and our tension can sit. So if your mother-in-law, for example, has never offered to help you with the washing up, don't get frustrated when she doesn't offer this time because she's showing you who she is. Now, it may be that you want to ask her. It may be that it's a boundary that you want to set. You know, if you're going to eat here, we all muck in and help. But that is taking action. That's really different than sort of sitting and seething in that annoyance and then sort of bitching maybe to your partner or your sister about it when she's left the room. So I think this is really important is can you accept people as they are? Stop expecting people to behave differently than perhaps they've shown you for years. And of course, you might want to take some action around that. You might want to set a boundary or do some communication or whatever it might be. But fundamentally, are you expecting people to be different than who they are? So have a think for a minute. What are your expectations of people? Are those realistic expectations? The other thing that I wanted to talk to you about how to keep it drama-free is to plan ahead. 
As we were just saying, people have shown you who they are in your lives for years, most likely. It is so brilliant and useful that patterns get repeated and that people are highly predictable. And the reason it's brilliant is because we can plan for it. (laughs) And so often we put ourselves in these challenging situations around Christmas parties, family get-togethers, and we expect ourselves to be able to handle the challenges as they come up in the moment. I think that's too high an expectation on ourselves. I would really invite you to plan ahead. Some of the ways that you can do that is think about what are some of the safe topics that you want to talk about with your family and your extended family? What are some of the things that you won't discuss? So for an example, some things that you might not discuss might be the past, it might be politics, it might be your personal life. There you go, three Ps, past, politics, personal life. What are the things that you will discuss? Have this prepared so that if someone asks you a really challenging, triggering question, maybe about your recent separation or maybe you lost your job or maybe you've just moved home and you don't want to talk about it because it feels too sensitive and triggering, have something prepared that you will say back to that. So you could say, oh, I think about that all the time. You know, just for today, I don't want to talk about that. Or you could say, oh gosh, don't get me onto that. I'll talk forever. How are you doing? Really simple, easy ways just to deflect the conversation back if it's something that you don't want to talk about. But please prepare it because in the moment, if you're asked one of those questions that you don't want to answer or doesn't feel okay for you to talk about, two things are likely to happen. You're either going to overshare and start telling Auntie Jane all about the pain and you're thinking, why am I saying this? I don't want to be saying this. Or you might get defensive and angry. Neither of those things are ideal. So give yourself the best chance and plan ahead and think about what you might do if some of these challenging things come up. It's also not your job to prove how you're living your life to your family. It's not your job to enlighten anyone in your family or to have to give reasons as to the choices that you're making. That is not part of your responsibility. Please remember that if you have a tendency to over-explain and maybe want to justify your choices. So my reflection question on this one is what might trigger you? What might annoy you? And what can you do about it? How can you plan ahead? I also want to talk to you about boundaries. If you know me, you know that I am really into boundaries. And I think at Christmas around family dynamics, it's really important to have thought about this. So what are some of your non-negotiable boundaries around Christmas? What are they? Are they, for example, about the kids' bedtimes? Are they about what you will or won't eat around the table? Are they about maybe your kids having sugar? You want to get really clear on what those non-negotiable boundaries are because those might be the ones that you want to communicate very clearly and kindly ahead of time. And what are some things that you might flex on? So for example, you might not normally let their kids have much sugar, but around Christmas, you know, you're going to let them have some chocolate. If you can agree those up front, particularly if you're co-parenting or if you're with a partner, that's going to be super helpful. I think it's worth just touching on here. When I'm communicating boundaries with my family, I don't use the word boundary. I think that can sound sort of therapy language. I think it can sound quite superior, like you're saying, you know, I've done my boundary work and this is my boundary. And I think when we communicate from that place, you're likely to get a defensive response back. So I would keep my tone very light, very clear, very kind. 
So, you know, all this year we've decided the girls have had way too much chocolate in the run up to Christmas. So actually, could we all just agree not to give them too much chocolate on Christmas Day? Could be an example of how you might set a boundary as opposed to sitting everyone down and saying, right, this is my boundary. (laughs) Can you see the difference in the tone and the way that you do these things? We can be incredibly boundary people with immense amounts of kindness and compassion as well. So those are my three top tips. One is Christmas is a time to keep it light. It is not a time to be doing deep, heavy lifting on the past, on childhood wounds. Also want you to think about your expectations. Do you have unrealistic expectations of family members and how are those creating that tension and that friction? Plan ahead. Think about what might trigger you and what would you say back? What are you going to do if you feel triggered? Give yourself the best chance. Plan ahead. You'll know what those things are going to be because chances are they've happened before. Also, think about your boundaries. What are your negotiable boundaries? What are your non-negotiable boundaries? And how are you going to communicate with those? Final thought from me is what's your intention for spending Christmas with family. What is your intention? And just keep coming back to that when things might get rough or challenging. That is going to be like a bullseye for where you want to go. So keep coming back to that intention. My intention is to keep it light. My intention is to enjoy their company. My intention is to give the kids a great time. My intention is to relax. Whatever it is, keep coming back to it. And that hopefully will cut through some of that noise and that challenge. Hope that was helpful. A whistle stop tour. If you want more information, if you found this helpful, I did do an hour long workshop on this, and there is a video of that on my YouTube channel, which will be linked on Instagram. So you can go and find it there. And next week, the moment will be with me again, and it is going to be on how to find your joy and enjoy the magic that we're busy creating for everyone else. I hope that was helpful chat to me on Instagram about how you found it. Any questions, I'm here for you and have a wonderful week. I will see you next week. Hi, I'm Lauren. And I'm Nicole. And if you enjoy this show, you will love our podcast, Self-Care Club. Every week, we trial a different form of self-care and report back on the results. We've tried everything from cuddle therapy, setting boundaries, laughter yoga, and many more. Two friends who rarely agree on anything, testing out the world of self-care so you don't have to. We've even written a book dedicated to self-care practices that cost you nothing. You can listen to Self-Care Club wherever you get your podcasts. Or to purchase our book, search Have You Tried This on Amazon.